I'm just going to give the whole business model away for free. I think it's awesome, awesome tool. And I'm not smart enough to write some sort of AI assistant like this. The following audio is the expressed opinions of the hosts and guests and do not reflect investment advice or recommendations of any kind. All funny jokes or just jokes, so don't get it twisted. And I'm sitting here in my silly little room that I enjoy. I think it's great. It provides good spatial audio, everything else. And Brayden, for everyone here that loves watching our videos, is sitting in the good old brand new chair in the corner. What are you sitting in right now? It's the most comfortable chair in the world. <laughs> the nursery chair, I think is, I don't even know what they call them actually. Um, but you see them in nurseries often. It's like suede or felt or something and it's all cushiony. It's built to sit in for hours. Yeah. 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 And can you tell the audience why you actually even have that chair to begin with? Having a child. Oh. In like three weeks. Big news. Big news that we haven't ever talked about on the pod, I don't think. So, no, but three weeks out, I think cat's out of the bag for anyone that follows you or your wife. But probably, uh, probably <laughs> they yeah. should know by now. They should know. This is true. This is true. But congrats, um, not on the baby, but on getting the chair. That's big news. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Heck yeah. Huge news. Really excited. It's suede. That's You're so comfortable. It's like a new kid. Now, uh, it won't be long before I have a small child on these podcasts just sitting here in the chair too. That'll be a good time. Well, you're looking pretty comfortable, and I think this is a good transition into biggest things that we're going to have to talk about, which is Google not looking too comfortable. Mm. Google smashed through the revenue and forecast, but they missed big. I don't know if you saw this on their cloud revenue, which is all anyone actually cares about right now when they're looking at companies and everything else have you looked into the report at all or hey no no okay good because this was my homework for the week and i know i did it and good grief so their earnings per share and they crushed they beat by almost like by 10 cents and then they had a seven almost 77 billion dollar quarter so they beat their revenue by almost a billion, $945 million. And that was fantastic. So they crushed. They just went over the top. Everyone loved it. But then they just got destroyed on what was expected for their cloud revenue. And it's the opposite. So we're going to talk about Microsoft too. It is the opposite of what Microsoft did with their Azure cloud computing service. They just crushed uh, in terms of that revenue. And I'll give you one guess why that took off. Some some little thing that Microsoft just destroyed this year with. And there's yeah. you need to climb. Oh, yeah. it's an AI. It's yeah. chat GPT. So you have to be trying to guess. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and guess. guess well, I'm it. trying to think of a clever uh rhymes with for open AI, but then I was like yeah, that, why don't you be really clever and smart and come up with something right now? What rhymes with open AI? That's impossible. Man, when I uh, when I was in like fourth grade, I wanted to be like the Marshall Mathers and just be able to freestyle, and so I would try and practice it. I am so bad. I got nothing. I still, I'm trying to stall. 
as I talk through, I'm thinking in my head what rhymes with open AI. I got, <laughs> I got nothing. No, I give you a ton of credit to, you know, Marshall Mathers, Eminem, and then guys like Wayne Brady, who made oh, all those rhymes and raps off of the top of their head. Stupid, insane. Respect. Yeah. You never want to get into a debate with those guys because they'll just start singing a song and beating you because every word right. So is, uh, so is Azure ta- taking market share from Google? Or is Amazon also taking some of that cloud market share? Yes and yes. Amazon reports today. So we're recording this on Wednesday. And they report after the bell. They're sinking like a rock right now, uh, stock-wise. They're down like 5% today. And I think it's, I don't know, mixed rumors or whatever. So we'll see what they actually post. But yes, Google is losing cloud revenue to Microsoft and to Amazon. So Google's cloud revenue for the quarter was actually $8.41 billion versus $8.64 billion. So that's, I don't know, not massive, massive, but that's a pretty bad beat. That's not great. That 2.5%, would you say 8.4 versus 8.6? Yeah. It's like 2.5% or 2% roughly? Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. Interesting. Everybody cares. It. It's, uh, it's not terrible, but it's not... Yeah, if you're going to miss, miss a little bit closer, like under 1%. But that wasn't great, even though they're crushing everything else. And earnings per share, uh, revenue, their YouTube advertising revenue is actually $7.95 billion versus the expected, what is this, $7.81 billion. So they did great there. Yeah. Doesn't look good when you're missing on the cloud computing and that's what everybody seems to care about right now wall street wise yeah i mean i guess that's just where all the growth is coming from right they all have these 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 valuation models that have different growths from the different parts of businesses and i had done this once before it was sort of like a dcf but it's a little more complicated than a dcf but i'd done it on apple before i did this whenever we were still at 49 it was my greatest call that boogie mccown still gives me credit for <laughs> calling Apple uh, a huge increase in Apple. And it was because Apple had pretty consistent normal growth in iPhone sales, laptop sales, something else. But they were growing at like 25% a year for services like apps and 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 Apple's like kind of uh, app store services, basically. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if this thing keeps growing, it's going to surpass laptops in a year and you know like like that growth rate itself put like a trillion dollar market cap on apple and so my model spit out like 1.3 trillion valuation and i was like oh i don't remember what it was at the time like maybe like three or billion or something um and i was like i was like yeah okay market cap's gonna be a trillion dollars this doesn't make sense but this is what it's gonna be so anyway whenever you're putting those valuation models together they're looking at the different segments and the growth pace of them and if cloud's the highest growing thing and everything else is growing at 3% or something, yeah. when you miss on cloud, it's a big deal. It means the growth is stalled for you and everybody else is going to keep growing. When did you map that out to 1.3 trill in your model? What year, if you could remember? When it was it was like the end of 20... It was probably like October of 2018, probably. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, but when you stretched it out... This oh, it, was like, it, was like a, it was like a five year, three or five year or something like that. It was a 
That's not bad. Let's call it five year. So if you did end of 2018, let me pull up Apple. It's one. Oh, it's two points. It's two point six trillion today. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. You you kind of nailed it. Um, let me see if I could find the. You can ask Boogie about that one one day. Uh, it, it, I say it's luck every time he's like, "Yeah, dude, I made a ton of money off Apple by listening to you," and I'm like, "Yeah, that was just kind of lucky, like, whatever." But yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You're not gonna. You're Mr. Microcap Man. I do not feel bad about you <laughs> kind of nailing that one because uh, everybody had it up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have it. I don't know if this is correct. Yeah, that's definitely not correct. I'm going to have to get back to you on what their market cap was end of 2018. But right now they're at 2.6 trill, which is... What did you have it at end of 2018? Uh, I just took October. I'm using a different site, Macro Trends. But what does it say it was? Uh, it's not giving me the right answer at all. It's uh, I think there's something wrong with the site. So, same thing. 2.8 billion, which is incorrect. So, I don't know what's in or what I did wrong just on the filter right here. But let's just assume 700, 800. No, it hasn't tripled since then, has it? Let's see what it's done. Since I remember yeah, it has tripled. Yeah, I thought it was like 300 billion, 400 billion. Yeah, the well, if you, 117%. Well, I don't know if it's tripled in that. It was like six, 700 billion probably. That's what I said. Yeah, 700 bill if it's two points. That's right. So in between 700 and 800 billion. Dang. That was just off the top of the dome. That's public math. For everyone listening, I just said it could be between 700 and 800 million. Then we stretched it out and boom. That's perfect. Yep. So anyway, speaking of these valuation models, this is interesting. I did a, a little project for a guy. Um, he hired me because maybe I should out this. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. His daughter is part of YSIG, which is the Yale Business Investment Club. Yeah. Uh, and they had to do a valuation model on a company. And so he was like, hey, I need help doing this valuation model for my daughter. So I put it together and it was so funny. It was on PANW. Uh, uh, works or the, yeah. Um, well, not works. It was uh, Palo Alto Network Systems or something like that. Like yeah. a security company. Anyway, it was really funny because the valuation at the end was just like, like, I guess the ultimate question was like, should you invest in this business? And it was ridiculous. Like over a five-year time frame, your IRR was like negative 7%. Hmm. And that was like with really rosy expectations. It got to like negative 16%. And it was like, you know, I was working with the guy going through it and he was like, who in their right mind would invest in this? And I was like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was just very interesting, dude. Valuation models, it's, it's just funny how, you know, you can plug in what you want to plug in. I think we had plugged in like a 32X multiple for the valuation on the EBITDA, which is aggressive, dude. Like if you're 32 times your EBITDA, like that's aggressive. And yeah. it, was, it wasn't profitable until it reached like 62 times its EBITDA. And I was like, yeah, okay. So, so when, did, when did you run that valuation report? Because Palo Alto Networks is up a ton. 
Yeah, dude, it was like last week. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was very recently. I thought you was, and you were doing it like uh, during COVID. I was like, dude, yeah. it, it's up a chunk. Yeah, it's up almost 300% since was, mid-2020. It wasn't even last week. It was on Sunday. I did this on Sunday. This was a little side project on Sunday. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. People like gardening on Sunday or, you know, grocery shopping or anything besides valuation modeling. So, once again, yeah, yeah. rating is better than everyone. There you go. So, it was a pretty fun little deal, though. We did some sensitivity analysis. Which is always fun, you know. If the multiple goes between thirty-two and between twenty and fifty, and you have all the different steps in between, you can see what your return, what your return IRR is between each step. And don't you have that as like a? Did you Google Sheet it out, or what did yeah. you do? Oh, yeah, I have it on Google Sheet. We should just offer it up to everybody listening if you want. It's not funny, guys, but we'll. Dude, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I'll offer up the valuation model tool. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy to do. Yeah, anybody can have the valuation model. They can tear through it, do what they want to do. It's a good time. Wow. And then if you click generate or something, it'll make the model, and then you'll get a cute picture of us like smiling and thumbs up at you. Yeah. That's for free. Well, that is free. That's free. The memes The memes come free. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, my, that's my favorite. So, yeah, why don't you build that? And we'll launch it. Um, your deadline and scope and everything is in the next 24. Uh, this comes out Monday. So get it done by Monday. That's your next Sunday. Um, Dude, let's just throw a few of these out. Like, let's throw one for Microsoft and one for NVIDIA and one for Google. Like, we can just copy and paste this and throw it out, one for all those, and then people can go in and mess around with it. Well, I think, yeah, what we should build out is people just enter their own ticker. And then they can choose anything. Palo Alto, Palo Alto it's complicated, but we could do that somehow, some way. No, we could figure it out. We're super yeah. smart. Yeah, I honestly just want it for myself, too, because I just look at everything that we put together, but it'd be easy to just, oh, let me just put the ticker in. Because, I mean, you can get all that through Google Finance. So it'll just pull the price, the valuation, or the market cap, all of that. Yeah, the problem is you need, the problem is you estimate the five years of revenue and five years of uh, free cash flow. Yeah. You take previous, call it five years. We went from 2014 through 2022. Took the uh, average growth rate uh, year over year and then use that average growth rate to project out another five years. So that's harder to do. You can't just do that from uh, from Google. Dude, don't say the word camp with AI involved. Let's just make AI do it. That's so easy, right? I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, speaking of AI, and we'll jump to this as it then leads into Microsoft numbers because it's fantastic. I get hit up constantly by people asking AI questions or tools or stuff. And I love like tweeting or posting on LinkedIn with random AI things. Did I tell you? I sent you the link of that new company that I found where you literally text, you can text a question or something where it's like, Hey, I had a meeting with John Smith and I need to schedule another one for next Friday at 2.30 PM. And it'll put it on your calendar, integrates to your calendar. And then it sends an invite to John Smith because the email will be located in your CRM, hopefully. 
I can do that via text. I can send it as a voice memo. I was so blown away by this. I thought it was fantastic. That was just a demo though, right? Not the, it's live. I did it on my phone. Like I have. Oh, whoa. Yes. That's nice. Yeah. Wait, did you have to pay for it? It's free right now for some sort of certain amount of tasks or things that I text or create a voice memo for, but I'm paying for it. No doubt in my mind. It is the exact thing that I need forever. Hey, I'm down with you. Yeah, video. You sent me a video of it. You sent me a YouTube video. You did not send me access to a thing. I will pay that. I will pay that right away. Wait, so we'll integrate to my calendar. So I just had to set a meeting for you and I for tomorrow. I hate having to go to the calendar, create the meeting, do all of that. You're telling me I could just say create and invite. Yeah, just text. And if you don't have person's email into the uh, CRM that you're synced into, then you could just say, hey, create a Google calendar event, 2.30 p.m. tomorrow with Connor and so-and-so and put so-and-so's email and you text it and then it's done. Wow. I saved you five minutes maybe doing that. But to me, that's worth $10 million out of my pocket every day. Every How do we buy this company? How do we invest in this company? How do we get Anna, you know, buy it. Um, I'm going to talk more about them. Right now, I'm going to keep the name a little private. Um, I think they're just gorgeous. They're fantastic. Why are you keeping the name private? That's the value to this thing. Should I talk about them? I think uh, that's okay. We can do it next time. But wow, I'm going to go try them. I'm going to try them. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, I'm going to make sure we can, you know, get it out there. I'll just say the name. This is such a buildup. I'm going to say the name. If you go to dot S-O. Say it again. H-I-N-T-S dot S-O. Man. So good at putting it together. To me, there's a few issues of trying to understand, oh, how do I integrate a CRM? or my calendar, or why do I have to text to do it? For me, I've been doing that nonstop since, I don't know, 2012. I text myself notes and tasks and to-do to do list stuff. So this is, give it to me right now, inject it into my veins. Perfect. If I can make it a little bit better, I would just do it as like a better version of Siri. I would just, you could open up an app, click it, say what you need to do. and Not an app. Oh, it just is a phone number right now. Like you just set up an account on, well, you can do, you can do both. It's an app. There's the, a web app. Yeah, there's an app and you could, t- you can type everything in there as well, but they're so versatile. They also created the ability for you to like, there's a WhatsApp number you can text if you have WhatsApp or if you have iMessage or just regular messaging, SMS, you can do that too. And I think that's, I mean, it just points to the use case that there's other freaks like me out there that just text everything too. And then it just gets it done. So wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? Dude, the fact that, can you send emails or just calendar? It looks like it's just calendar right now. And uh, whatever playbook is, whatever, dude. If it sets up calendar invites for me, I'm so freaking happy. Right? Isn't that insane? Yeah. I love this tool. All right. I'm going to put everyone on them. It's a free plug. I cannot get enough of them. But 
they use a ton of what they're doing off of different LLMs and then OpenAI and they have ChatGPT built in. So get this. Let's say, let's say you're a realtor, okay? Or a financial advisor. And you go meet with tons of people. And after your meeting, all you have to do is like open your phone and start talking. Hey, I met with Braden James. Uh, he really interested in these types of investments and has these in objectives and goals for what he wants to do for retirement. His email is this, and he wants to talk again next week. Go ahead and schedule a task so that we can give him an email or actually just draft up an email to Braden saying, hey, thanks for the time. Love seeing you at lunch. Enjoy the golf this Sunday. Talk to you next week. I'd say, I, I just say all of that into my phone as if it's an assistant. And then it takes that and it does all of it. It'll draft the email for me. I can read it and then click send if I like it. It can do, you know, set a task, set a reminder inside of HubSpot or whatever CRM you're using. This thing is the future. It is my favorite thing. I love it. That's very interesting. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny that I've just realized about this podcast as you talked? I know that we are an investing-oriented podcast, but you get so freaking hyped whenever you find a new product and you can just just go off about what the new product is that you found. It's uh, it's it's very interesting. It's very funny. We could just be a product podcast if we wanted. Like you could just find cool things and be like, "Hey, go check out these guys." We just need to we need to sponsor without getting paid just for the sake of sponsoring like every episode should just be brought to you by this episode is brought to you brought to you yeah this this episode is brought to you by hints.so it is the greatest tool i've ever used in my life and i honestly you know they're not charging me 10 million dollars so i'll just sponsor them on the podcast but go check it out free plug yep that's the awesome every episode we're just going to plug a cool product that sponsored the episode even though they actually didn't until they do maybe it's a build it and it will come Mm mm-hmm so here's here's the big use case. I'm just going to give the whole business model away for free. I think it's awesome, awesome tool. And I'm not smart enough to write some sort of AI assistant like this. But imagine being a doctor and seeing 30 patients a day. And after every patient, you open your phone and you can leave all the notes. And then it transcribes it, puts it into your CRM or for doctors, it's a, I think it's called an EMR or something like that, like next gen. And it just auto-populates the fields. And then after work, every doctor does this. They have to do their quote-unquote charts. They go into their EMR. They look through the notes. They can even go and listen to what they said in case they're like, uh, is that exactly right? You know, treatment, prescription, whatever. And then they can just approve it. You know, that would save every doctor hours per day. And there a doctor knows tools thousands of dollars to have hours of their day back for sure yep they're already building those tools i know that much yeah a guy who consults in the medical space all the time and uh he literally just described the exact problem the exact same way you just said it's the exact that's the but the the issue is if you have something like it's a according to hipaa and this company i talked to robin so Robin is this medical device healthcare company. It's like Alexa device inside of all the patient's rooms. And it listens to the whole conversation between patient and doctor. And then you have to have a legit person scribe. So a scribe, an actual human being, 
take everything down. That's super expensive because it's, I don't know, you can't have a robot technically take those notes down and then transcribe it into something. If it's a conversation between doctor and patient, but if it's just after talking to the patient and it's the doctor making all the notes themselves to their own phone, AI can do that all day. There's nothing, no law, no HIPAA, nothing against that. Yep. That's the, that's the work away or work, work around work away. Well, I think that's what people are working on. Like I, I know people are working on that. Um, general. I was trying to organize that because the big problem again is like doctors at the end of the day, if they saw eight people back to back, sometimes they get confused like, oh, did this person say this or was it that person or yeah. And I, I've talked to people in medicine and their solve literally is pulling out their phone and making a voice memo on their phone yep. and go back and listen to it later. And then they use some other sort of software to like transcribe their notes into their EMR. But that's after they've gone home or they're working on their charts. Yeah. I think have it all done after every single patient and then they just review later. I that's a slam dunk to me. But you're right. Yeah, a ton of people are working on this. I think this company already has it built and they're just mm-hmm. Yeah, they're targeting guys like you and me that just love AI tools and hate losing five minutes of our day when they should be targeting <laughs> physicians who'd pay people with money. <laughs> Yeah, go target the people with money. Do that. Yeah. Well, people with money, like that is us, but it's people that aren't tech savvy. And doctors are the most notoriously tech illiterate people I've ever met. Yep. Yeah. So anyhow, that's that's on the AI component. To jump into more AI components, you see Microsoft's earning. So every stock is down today as we're recording this. But Microsoft up 55%. Pretty much to compare to what everything else is, it's up like two and a half percent today. It was up a lot higher than that. I want to say it was up like five something percent, but good grief. I mean, they smashed through their cloud earning or cloud revenue with Azure and everything else. So if you listen to this podcast religiously, I'm so sorry. I talked about their earnings last quarter and I said, Hey, there could be a good beat on Azure and other different cloud components. That was wrong. <laughs> they did it today. They smashed through it today. They were up like 4% earlier today. Now they're only up 2.88%. But good grief, Microsoft, $2.5 trillion company. So they're only $100 billion behind Apple. Yep. $100 bill. Yeah. Big time, dude. Very much big time. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, we talked about it last time, so we don't need to go back into it, but we all know that Azure is the best cloud processor, cloud infrastructure, cloud development tool. It is, it is it. It is the one. Azure is the one. It's been tapped. Yeah. So, if any web developers or any developers, period, disagree with that, they're wrong. They're then, Azure is best. So, Azure is Azure. Azure is Azure. Is exactly. And that's how OpenAI talks to itself, just like that. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. With uh, the real estate market continuing to slow down, continuing to get hammered, um, what do you think about Zillow? As a company and 
It's time to BTFD. BTFD. There's a lot of inappropriate acronyms that jumped in my head. I D D. Oh. Um. It depends on where you think interest rates are going to go, because that's a direct correlation to Zillow, in my opinion. If interest, can I? Go for it. But I don't know if interest rates matter anymore because we've talked about this. We talk about on the pod the clever way to buy homes with high interest rates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for a while there, I was the only one I knew talking about buying homes by assuming the previous loan or taking over the previous loan payments and paying out the equity and taking over the home. I ran across an agent, yes, on Sunday, who was talking about the market a little bit. And I shared that strategy. And she was like, yeah, that's what everybody's starting to do now. With rates the way they are, nobody's doing new mortgages, but we're finding ways to, we're finding ways to move homes. And so I think there's been this awkward period for, so Zillow is all about transaction volume. Like the more transactions that happen off the platform, all that's the way, all the different ways that they get paid. Like that's their KPI is just transaction volume from the platform. Um, that's been down because everybody's been counting on traditional mortgages. But if it gets out to real estate agents that you don't have to get a new mortgage to buy a home, it's going to pop right back up. Even before interest rates just aren't going to be a thing. Like nobody's going to care about interest rates when it comes to buying a home. Right? And so I was thinking about it. I started diving through the 10K yesterday, actually, because I was like, okay, Zillow, like, tell me exactly how you make your money so that I can see. If it's based off of new mortgages, that's kind of a problem. But if it's not, and they make it off of different transactions... I'm considering buying the dip, dude. I'm considering buying the dip. That'd be powerful. Yeah. I might call. Yeah. I mean, you know, our perfect strategy, we've talked to CEOs of so many different companies and we shouldn't have. And it's because you just cold email and you just email them the entire thing. So if you email the CEO of Zillow, who I'm sure his name is Tom or something like that. And you say, Tom, here's my idea. Interest rates are abysmal. Your company is down 79% from its record high in 2021. Interest rates may actually keep going up because we can't figure it out with inflation. What you need to start offering people on Zillow is the ability to assume a mortgage loan. And if it's a house up for sale, that person is super motivated to actually sell it. But they have to realize they're bad crazy to think that they're going to get a ton of buyers or that it's even worth what it was a year or two years ago. Everyone thinks that it's still worth more because of social proof. You could see everything on Zillow. You can see, oh, this house sold for this. So maybe that means my house will continue to be up towards the same price per square foot or comparable. You send that email to Tom, you break it down and you say, hey, add in a component for people to just update their assume this mortgage here's what i'm paying on a mortgage that's powerful that's huge it is that is data that people would want to know yeah and then those people are going to be way more attracted to those types of houses like you're going to have your 
I don't know, call it brand new buyers, Joe Schmoes, who are, hey, what do I do? They don't know what to do. And everyone tells them, get a conventional mortgage, which is fair, right? Like, oh, it's a good, conservative, right, safe thing to do. Knock it out. Maybe. It just is a way for everybody to get paid. The real estate agent says, yeah, use my mortgage person. And then, you know, it's like, nobody says the right thing there, but it is done. Yeah. But that's, that's what people who aren't used to anything, they're like, okay, I talk to this person, I give them all my financial information, whatever. Versus if you open up quote unquote seller financing on all these different listings, people who are open to it, it's going to take off. Yeah. Huge feature that you can even say, Hey, we're, we're going to charge for this. If you want to see which houses are open to seller financing, I would pay 10 bucks a month for that. What do? I, I think you get a ton of people to do that. Do you see that tweet I sent you of, uh, what was it? That guy that was doing something about his Vanguard account. And he was like, Hey, this UI UX is terrible. And I just rebuilt it for you. Cause I'm a quote unquote product designer. And then they, the, he emailed the CEO of uh, Vanguard, right? Tiny company, Vanguard, maybe four or five people. I'm just being sarcastic. There's like thousands. It's probably Everybody knows Vanguard runs the world. Yeah. So he email, emails the CEO and the CEO gets back to him and he's like, this is amazing. I've CC'd this other person. Would you like to come up to New York? We'll fly you and stay here, meet with our team. From one cold email and offered him a spot on their team and he declined and their Vanguard's product still looks like crap. They haven't really updated it. So... My whole thing, this whole spiel, you can be passionate on this too. Email the CEOs of whoever you want. You will be able to talk to them. Yep. If it's a good idea, they're going to take it. Yeah, 100%. I just, okay. with an unnamed company, we'll get to that in the future if it pans out to anything, but it's fun. You can get a hold of anybody. So all that being said, let me, let me give one last tidbit story. I know that we got to exit here in a bit. Yeah, uh, we did find a home here at Dripping Springs that we consider that we're considering buying still, but it's not as awesome. Uh, previous Airbnb, the whole deal, it all stuck. They got the note. They purchased the house in 2021. All looked good. Asked them for their current mortgage information. 9% interest rate. I was like, how'd y'all get that in 2021? It's not a mortgage. It's a, uh, they took a loan from their, their like community bank or whatever to buy it. Portfolio loan. That. Horrible. I know. I know. I was like, dude, like, I would even have a better interest rate or credit score than whatever they showed up with. Like a credit card. They basically put on a credit card. In 2021, that was a credit card. Like, come on, dude. So that's a scam. Kind of kills the deal. It sucks. It's unfortunate. But uh, I was just like, it hit everything, dude. It's on the water. There's water in the river by it. Like, it's a good acre of land. It's nice, pretty. Everything's good. It's on a big hill. Perfect price range. If the interest rate was even 6%, I'd be like, yeah, pull the trigger. But no, it's nine. I'm like, Damn. That is disgusting. All right. So what if, hypothetically, what if you could get 5%, 6% with a conventional loan? Then you would do that. What if, all right, tell them, lower it by 50K. And I'm going to come in. I'm going to get a, try to get a conventional loan. And try to get it at five, six percent. Yeah. Um, 
you are aware that the whole problem and the whole reason I do this is because I can't get a conventional loan, right? I know. I know. Freaking founder problems. Ah, uh, so true. Okay. It's not even a thing. It is what it is. So, Justin got scammed out of everything. I don't think that they would try to sell it if they got a 3% loan, which is what everybody got. Definitely not. Yeah, this would not be for sale. They're paying like 5500 a month in debt payment for a... It's a $530,000 note, but they're selling the house for seven hundred grand. But yeah, dude, it's like, bro, what are you doing? Why did you do this? They're so... They thought it was going to be an Airbnb. Like, yo. Take those Airbnb courses. They're the best. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. What? How, how did he get approved? This is making me so mad. Maybe because it's not primary residence and then... Yeah, it was a it was a portfolio loan, dude. Like, they have a business. They, I mean, this isn't their first short-term rental. They have a business. They've done several homes, like... The bank just gave him a loan on the new home. Interesting. Yep. Yep. So there's a balloon on that loan too that they were like, yeah, we'll take care of the balloon and extend it before we have you assume it. And I was like, yeah, how would you do that? I don't want to pay the balloon in one year and be like, all right, sick. Dang, it's a green deal. You got 11 months. Anyway, it was an interesting deal, though. We found it on Zillow. I went to the CAD, pulled it up on the CAD, found that it was owned by an LLC, went to Open Corporate, pulled up the LLC, found who the owner was, went to True People Search, found the owner's contact info, emailed him at his personal Yahoo email address, and good. Didn't have to do anything off of Zillow. Don't you love that? Isn't that great? Right. Knowing how to do that, send that story to the CEO of Zillow. I'll get to that dude's email or lady's email. I don't know who the CEO is today. Send the exact story. Say like, hey, I did all of this. I would gladly pay 10 to $20 a month if it was just right there in your app. And I can guarantee you, I have thousands of other people who would do the same. Yep. Let's talk. Yep. But I feel, yeah, if it's a product-led type CEO, somebody who's just like all about product and feedback, which publicly listed company that's 79% down from its highs may not be, uh, we should focus on product as much as like other types of revenue stuff, but it's worth it. I mean, they need transactions and I'd say, Hey, this will facilitate transactions. Instead of making me call a freaking agent, dude, their little, that's the thing is their little gatekeeping where you have to contact an agent through Zillow and like all that crap. That's the way they make their money. Unfortunately. No, it is. It is. And now that I'm thinking about it, if they just had the seller financing component that you paid for, for real estate investors, quote unquote, I mean, real estate agents would also pay for that, but it does cannibalize their revenue stream of talk to this real estate agent. I think that if they just set up a true subscription model, everybody like, like just Twitter level cost, 12, 12 bucks or whatever. Everybody would pay for it. Everybody, Twitter, for it. yeah. Twitter's and eight. then they would have more, and then they would have more predictable cash flows, and they wouldn't have to worry about it being on transactions. It would just be like, like I would, I would pay for Zillow. I would, yeah. Because I don't pay for Netflix, bro. I would pay for Zillow. 
Because we're attracted to the shine. We love it. We love it. Flex numbers next week. Maybe we'll make another uh, example pod soon, but we got to hop off. It was a good pod. Thank you guys for listening. You got questions, thoughts, comments. We we keep getting a bunch, but we'll include them more into the pod. 737-210-3054. Text us. See y'all.